What's the difference between conviction and condemnation? Are the words we carry really able to speak life or death? Is debating trivial concepts online really a good use of our time? In this week's episode, we are talking all about subtle love, specifically in the power of our words. There's a reason it says in Proverbs 18, death and life are in the power of the tongue. Whether it's in person or online, our words carry incredible power. One thing is for certain, when we operate out of love, we allow others to see the love within themselves. We know the phrase, hurt people hurt people, but what if we flipped the narrative to healed people bring healing in others? We are for the spiritual nomads, the outcasts, and the ones who desire to ask the hard question. A shelter in the desert, a safe place to share our thoughts, our hopes, and our dreams. We are pursuing the truth, and we don't care about the consequences. We invite you to come and sit at our table and be a part of our tribe. We are brave. We are bold. We are the Reckless Pursuit. Hey everyone, my name is Cody. And my name is Elaine. And you're listening to The Reckless Pursuit. And today we're, I don't know if we're wrapping it up, but we're definitely continuing down the rabbit hole of the last few episodes, discussing finding God, uh, especially in this season where things are kind of chaotic uh, as far as communication goes, online communication, the subtleties of all of people's innuendos and what they mean behind their words and the power of words and all that. And today we've been talking quite a bit about the God side of that and how to find God amidst the noise. But today I really want to kind of shift gears on this and talk about how to, I guess, show God or what it looks like to show God through words and how to show love because love is God, right? God is love. And so I think we're titling this one Subtle Love. And uh, I don't know, there's just a lot to unpack with this. So we're going to get into that in just a moment, but a couple of quick things real quick. Normally, we promo nomads, our safe community for Christians to ask unsafe questions, but we're looking for alternatives, to be really honest. The more that we talk about uh, just kind of what we're pushing into right now with social media and all of the drama going on around, I realize that a lot of social media spaces aren't exactly safe spaces, despite what we're trying to create. Mm. So we're looking for new alternatives. We are debating with the idea of doing Discord. Uh, there are some other things in my head bouncing around, but I really want to hear from you guys. So you can just message us directly, mail at therecklesspursuit.com. You can go find us on social media, send us a message uh, at underscore TRP podcast. Is that what most of our on stuff Instagram, is? On Instagram, yeah. On um, Instagram, it's underscore TRP podcast. But on Facebook, you can just search The Reckless yeah, Pursuit. Yeah, and uh, TikTok as well. Yeah, and TikTok is at The Reckless Pursuit as well. So, but anyway, I mean, if you search us, you can find us or just go to the recklesspursuit.com and all you can, of those links. Yeah, yeah, literally find all those. But we want to hear from you and what area you think or you feel would make a good, safe space. Like I said, Discord is kind of the leading contender right now, but we are definitely open to hearing your thoughts on that. And I wanted to give a quick promo real quick to Elaine as she has officially kicked off and is working toward her new podcast or I guess her rebranded podcast, Rebrand, yeah. Spirituality Untamed, seems to be going well. you have any words you would like to add? No, I'm just uh, really excited for just 
what's going to happen in the next couple of months because I have a lot of good interviews lined up, which is something that obviously we've done on this show for the past two and a half years, but something that I've never done in the year of my solo show. So I'm really excited about pressing into these deeper topics, especially with other women. Yes. And the last thing I kind of want to promo real quick is I just kind of briefly mentioned it, but if you haven't went and followed us on TikTok yet, that is probably the place you can find us the most. Mm -hmm. So we would love to have you over there. And if you came to here from there, hey, thanks for joining us. All right, let's get into today's conversation on subtle love. So what is subtle love? We talked about how you know we always use the analogy of, oh, God is a still small voice. We talk about all these little things, but we've didn't i mean let's just kind of to even paraphrase more we've been talking about how noisy the world is right now and how if we want to hear from god we got to cut out a lot of the noise i had quite a few messages from people saying like oh this this podcast episode or even some of the videos we posted about the podcast episode on tiktok and stuff it's like oh this really spoke to me like so true like someone even said like thanks for the reminder i'm actually hopping off social media right now because i've been feeling convicted about this mm -hmm. so i want to get off right now so we've had good feedback on that and so I really just kind of want to dive a little bit deeper into that to the other side of things, because there is just chaos, uh, as we have said online, everyone is at each other's throats. And uh, I, I don't want to focus so much on the separating yourself from that as much as I want to take a minute to, or I guess I should say like 25 minutes. How to interact on that, I guess. Yeah. And really, I want this to kind of be a bit of a, I hate this term, but I'm just going to roll with it. I want this to be a bit of a, like a convicting episode for us and everyone listening to serve as a bit of, of, a, of like a milestone to remind ourselves like, hey, this is why we are the way we are or whatever, like how to interact with others to show Christ because it's easy to get caught up in the, uh, I guess, insults and the slander or the superiority complex that comes with feeling like you have some kind of better philosophical bullcrap online, like all that. Well, and I also want to make sure um, that we um, have a strong distinction between condemnation and conviction because oh, yeah. there's nothing wrong with conviction, but there is something wrong with condemnation. And I feel like the word conviction doesn't necessarily bother me because I know the heart and the intention behind that. And I actually wrote a blog post about this several years ago about the difference. And something that I just want to make sure that we preface is that conviction is um, healthy and can be uh, beneficial and fruitful for um, growing and maturing. And it's something that we all face at some point. But condemnation is never, ever um, our intention. We never want to condemn anyone for thinking differently or maybe having a revelation of something. That is not our intention. Well, and that's actually a good – I like that you kind of went that way with that because uh, I feel like that's a good direction we can kind of take this episode as well and part of this. And because I feel like a lot of people forget that very thing when they're talking to other people who may view – things differently to them that they feel that they need to condemn someone because they and the whole superiority complex we're about to get into all that but i think uh, a good little analogy that literally just came to my mind is conviction is like a gentle pull at your heartstrings uh condemnation is when someone takes those strings and ties them into a noose mm -hmm. well and how many times do we think that when we are specifically with christianity and church how often do we have this revelation within ourselves, or we have this specific belief or moral or set of values that we want to 
have that we want other people to know about, but instead we actually push them on each other. And we think that we have this revelation that we're instilling in somebody that convicts them, but we're actually just condemning them. Right. So let's just kind of back it up and let's like play some scenarios here and let's talk. So right now, if you post anything online, we've talked about cancel culture, which mm-hmm. is huge right now. And on all sides, you know, despite where it started, whatever, like I'm not trying to get into the history of cancel culture and all that, because that in itself is like what people use to cancel people who are in, like, I mean, it's just it's a can of worms. Breathe. OK, so right now online, if you say anything, you're going to be met with hostility. Uh, it does not matter what you say. Someone is going to have something to call you out on. Case in point, Elaine was painting a pop socket. Painting a pop socket, okay? Painting a cacti on a pop socket. And in her video, she called it a succulent. That's what she was painting on this pop socket, okay? If you don't know what a pop socket is, the little thing you glue to the back of your phone that makes it into like this little thing that pops out like a little stand. Mm -hmm. I can't stand them. They drive me nuts. Uh, But that's mostly because if I put it on there, I'm constantly pulling at it. I can't (laughs) stop messing and fidgeting with it. So... Needless to say, Elaine really likes them, and her other one broke off when she slammed her phone against the side of the car. My phone is fine. Yes. Just (laughs) my cheetah print pop socket. um, It popped off. in the trash. Yeah. (laughs) So, she's like, she got this free one uh, from a gas station. From buying Sour Patch Kids. Yeah, Sour Patch Kids is running a promo, and you bought a package of Sour Patch Kids, you got a free Sour Patch Kids pop socket. Well, not many people probably want that as advertisement on the back of their phone, even though it's kind of brilliant. It is my favorite candy, but it's not worth it to me to like yeah that. <laughs> so anyway she's like i'm gonna paint it i'm gonna make a tiktok video about it whatever on her personal page she makes it and someone calls you out for like the thing you painted they're like that's not a succulent that's a, a, what, a, nopal. a, a nopal like you need to learn your your plants and i'm like wait a second cactuses are all succulents like cacti are literally succulents because they store water in their leaves you're not wrong by your phrase like sure you weren't specific on the genetic code of the specific cactus that you drew on a whim on the back of a sour patch kids pop socket <laughs> but like, it's something as innocent and pure and creative as just painting something i was met with just, cancel culture yeah cancel culture like, you need to educate yourself and it's like you know just if you don't like my video that's fine and people have the freedom to express their selves and their opinions and if they don't like something that's fine but part of me is just like, you could just tell me it's cute and leave. <laughs> or just not even say anything. Like, just just don't, yeah, have, like, whatever happened to, like, if you don't have anything nice to say, don't say anything at all. And, like, I get that there's times you need to openly, yeah. you know, you need to rebuke things. Like, most certainly there are things going on right now in the world that need rebuking. There are things, you know, I mean, we've seen it with a lot of the movements happening right now. There are active good parts to all of that where they're openly rebuking the system like systemic you know racism things like that all that stuff there's real rebukes going on right now that are good and that's a good thing to rebuke those parts of things but let's talk for a second about the hostility that has come let's take this back to christianity christianity's gotten hostile Mm-hmm. we've gotten violent. We I have feel like become, we've always been that way. We're just more vocal about it. I don't know, man. I, I, I Probably, I'm, I'm definitely instances, but there is like this humbling that needs to take place in the Christian religion. And I don't, I'm not 100% sure what that is, but we have become the most narcissist, like narcissistic, arrogant, like part in my French, but we're just a bunch of assholes now. Like we really are. Like we do Forgot- not- 
<laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> in the name of God. <laughs> well, that mm. that's where that whole conviction versus condemnation comes from. It's like if you believe that, you know, God is all powerful and mighty and full of love and all that stuff, and you see somebody who is like, hey, this person needs to know the love of, of God, but your words are repent, you false teacher. That is not conviction. That's mm. condemnation. And it's not going to work. No. You know, it's not going to work. I don't care how many times you've read that in the gospel thinking that you can justify that action because of that. It's just that's not going to work. And if you really think that that person is lost, if you really think that person is sinning, condemning them is only going to make them keep doing what they're doing even more. Right. And if I guess like my best way of like putting this is if you watch how Jesus taught especially with those outside of his religion, right? Now, he rebuked some folks, but okay, and let's just kind of talk about this for a second too. Progressive Christianity versus not fundamental. <laughs> yeah, like versus fundamental Christianity. Jesus was progressive. I'm not trying to justify progressive Christianity. There are parts of progressive Christianity, air quotes on that, because that's a term that has been kind of made up by, in my opinion, is it's kind of used by fundamentals to attack Christians mm -hmm. now who have a more liberal view. That's not even the right well, word. Just a different view or take of some of the things like, okay, if you want to have introspective prayer versus like flamboyant prayer, like that's that's unique to the individual. And I can argue mm -hmm. both sides of that pretty easy. Like there's not a right or wrong with that. They're just two different methods of prayer. Like, but it's become a cuss word yeah, or a slander, I guess is and even so, better. So is fundy. Oh, yeah. Yeah. There, there's sure. another side to that, too. Yeah. I mean, there there definitely is. But, like, we have these two sects of Protestant Christianity uh, that have begun war with each other. And I've really seen – I've never really – I don't know. I, I guess I've seen, like, a ton of backlash against the progressive side of things because a lot of people view us as falling mm -hmm. more toward progressive Christianity, uh, even though – I mean, I guess I can see parts of that, but like, I'm definitely not fundamental, but I'm not like, I don't really well, consider and that's those where boxes a thing. I've seen a lot of people recently on our video specifically talking about like progressive Christianity is the reason is the, is the reason Christianity is falling apart or is the viper in Christianity, whatever, basically saying that progressive Christianity is wrong. And to me, I feel like the wrongness in that or where the schism comes from in Christianity is feeling like you have to lab label yourself either or. You have to label yourself either as a progressive Christian or a fundamentalist Christian when just say you love Jesus and love others and just go about your day. Like, why Why do we feel like we have to box ourselves in to these different labels, these different titles in a superiority complex? If you have certain views or perspectives that are more progressive or more fundamental, that's fine. But whenever you start looking at the the opposite, and then you have that, again, we've said this a lot of a lot on these podcast episodes, but the um, us versus them mentality, there is no us versus them mentality. Yeah. Like we are all loved by God and we should all love each other. And I think that these, a lot of conservative Christian or like fundamental Christian, I guess is the right term, a lot of this is, um, what's the, I'm just going to say it. We have militized, militarized, whichever one of those is proper. Allowed Christianity to become militant. Yeah, like it, Christianity is militant now. It is very much coming towards what, and people are going to get mad about this. I don't even give a crap. It, this, is, this is like, we're heading in the direction to take Christianity and bring it to the level 
of what ISIS is to Muslims. I'm That's sorry. Some powerful words. We're heading that direction. <laughs> I get that we're not there most of the time. Most of the time. There are plenty of uh, genocidal maniacs shooting up schools and stuff in the name of Christ and other random weird things like that. It's happening, and that happens with every religion. There are uh, militarized or militant Muslims. There are militant uh, Hindus. There are militant uh, Buddhist <coughs> monks, even. Like, that's that's literally every religion has those people that take things to such a level of well, perjury, and then the religion basically. becomes known as those few people, Correct. those few voices basically like rewrites or destroys the religion or gives, and not just Christianity, any religion, any major religion or whatever, but um, it's those few select people, the minority that oh, I guess overrules the majority or like. Mm. It's just people with the loudest voice get attention. Yeah. And that's what brings us into subtle mm-hmm. love. So when we are showing the love of Christ, for one, what goes further, love or hate, love or slander? And a lot of people, and I would be very bold in making the statement that most people who are voicing their opinions online in a loud way are, and this goes to both sides, are not voicing their opinion to change someone else's opinion. They're voicing their opinion to exalt a mind or a uh, superiority complex above another individual because they're looking for some kind of, really they're looking to fill a void in their heart that Christ should be filling. Well, and I actually shared a video the other day on my TikTok. It was actually my personal TikTok, but I could have easily put, put it on ours. Um, and it was like that meme that's going around of like that guy at the college um, with the coffee mug that yeah, says, sign, change my mind. Yeah, sign. controversial yeah. topic, change my mind. And I really despise that meme because so many people share it and not with the intention of people like actually changing their mind. Like they just want to share that meme so people will put their opposing beliefs and then you can flex your superiority complex and your self-narrative and your research and whatever statistics that align with your beliefs in actuality of wanting to change their minds. Most people who share that meme don't want their minds changed. Their minds are already set. They want to change your mind. And That's so good. often we fall into that trap of, well, I'm going to share my beliefs because this person is like, hey, like change my mind. You think it's this open conversation and it's not. And that's the other thing, too, is like I understand you can't really look at every conversation as if I'm going to walk away with my beliefs changed because yeah. that's just not otherwise they wouldn't really be your beliefs as much like beliefs change but they're not that easily swayed and sometimes you leave with your beliefs strengthened sure but you can definitely go into every conversation with the intent of growing and or learning, with the intent of loving. learning yeah even if you don't change your belief you can definitely change a perspective yeah or if you don't change your belief you can definitely uh learn a new understanding of a similar topic And that's why I just kind of really like the idea of subtle love. If there's someone you don't agree with, if you are the voice of love overall, and this is the long play here, okay? We're not talking about uh, the company that may or may not go bankrupt that we're diverting like a ton of money into because their stock may fly through the roof or fall off the cliff here. Like this isn't the volatile short-term investment like most people like to play online because words are fleeting and instant and they're gone. The long-term play here is if you are the consistent voice of love 
in someone's life when the time is right, when that, uh, what is the Kairos moment arrives, which is like the measurement of time, or I guess, uh, the best way you have Kronos and Kairos. Kronos is like chronological time, which is how most of us respond in. Like, I'm going to respond right now because this is how I feel and blah, blah, blah. And like, I'm going to prove them wrong, whatever. If you respond in Kairos, like, I'm going to exuberate love in these little moments. Hey, I disagree with this, but I still love you. Hey, I disagree with this, but I respect you. This person's coming at you and attacking you like you arrogant or not even that's not really even one of the words they use a lot of times but it's like ooh, progressive christian you downfall like how dare you view god more internally or blah 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 all this bull crap like if you ex i guess like expound back to them like hey like i i'm a human and i'm open to have a conversation with you and i respect you i'm not going to engage like this but we're open to have a conversation or even just not responding the hateful thing you want to mm -hmm. respond because you want to respond that by exuberating that love you are sending the resonance to them that's going to shake their heartstrings even just a little bit and i'm not trying to sound super new agey with that i'm actually looking at all the guitars hanging on my wall and i think how like if i sing the note that my uh guitar is tuned to like if i sing the g or the g string on my guitar is going to like it's going to vibrate even subtly like if you put a tuning fork in a room and you ring it, all the other tuning forks in the same key are going to ring. Like that's just, that's science, that's waves, that's energy, that's sound, that's literally what's going on around us. I'm not trying to like make it sound super whimsical or new agey, but like when you exuberate love, it's hard to respond with hate. And sooner or later, like that resonance is going to build up enough where they're going to start feeling that shake. And they're going to say, hey, that person, maybe it's not even running back to you. But they're going to circle back around and say, wait a second, maybe I have this wrong. And the other crazy thing, and I want to give a shout out to Carl Forehand here because he posted something that Elaine, you read him. I'm not on Facebook right now, mm -hmm. and I think that's where he posted it. But he had said something that I just loved because it's very, it's very exemplimentative, exemplary. Exemplifies. Yeah, what we're trying to kind of do right now. And he put it into words very well. He said, what if I'm wrong? And Carl believes similar to we do. Like, we have similar He's been beliefs. On the show, like, yeah. yeah. Uh, he just wrote a new book. Shout out to Carl's new book, The Tea Shop. So, Carl, if you're hearing this, just gave you a plug there. Uh, but, like, Carl's been on the show. Like, he helped us with, like, we kind of co ran Nomads together yeah. and all that. And so, like, we have similar beliefs. Like, we're on the same page. And so, the beautiful thing that he said is, what if I'm wrong? And it made me ask myself, I'm like, wow, that's really cool. Because a lot of times we come to this place of deconstruction. We're like, oh, we know it all now. Like we've deconstructed that. Now we have this new belief. And then it's kind of like we've talked before on the show. It's like, oh, well, what if you become fundamental around your new mm -hmm. beliefs, right? It's just constantly evaluating the what if I'm wrong. Well, and there's two things to that. One, it reminds me of the quote, and I'm pretty sure I shared this on the podcast, but it's been a while, um, of it's hard to hate somebody up close. Yeah. And so, like, when you see these hateful and hurtful comments online, most of the time, most of these people would never say that to your face. And, like, especially with having to be quarantined at home a lot this year because of COVID and everything, we're, you know, more plugged into our computers more than ever, most of us, at least. And I feel like we forget that there's another human being on the other side of the internet, on the other side of your keyboard and your screen and stuff. And, like, we just start sharing these opinions and perspectives that we forget that... 
those are family, those are our friends, those are people that we love, those are people that we look up to and vice versa and all of the stuff that we forget the human aspect of it. And then it also reminds me of this like slowly chipping away. And we've said this before, we've made a video about it of when you are able to, you know, see the Christ in other people, you're able to see the Christ within yourself and again, vice versa. And I feel like if you operate out of love, if your intention is purely just love, loving people, understanding people, all of that, and people who post those hurtful and hateful and nasty comments, they are hurt themselves. You know, the whole adage, hurt people, hurt people, well, healed people help heal other people. And if people, healed people don't speak out of their hurt, and don't operate out of their hurt. They operate out of love and healing and restoration. And it's this chipping away. I, I feel like those like marble statues where you start with this marble slab and, and it's just kind of this square and people don't really find beauty in that. And you start chipping away. And then you make this masterpiece. But the masterpiece is love. The masterpiece is God. And whenever you, even if people are hurtful towards you, even offline, even in person, if somebody is hurtful towards you, but you still operate out of love, you slowly start to chip away the hurt on the other side. You slowly start to chip away that anger and frustration from somebody else. And they begin to see Christ in themselves. They begin to see that love. Well, and I think that a good kind of point to add to the mix here is as Christians or followers of Christ or whatever the term you label yourself as, I think the big thing that we get caught up on is trying to change people's beliefs on non-fundamental pieces of doctrine. We feel like, you know, it's not in the Bible that you have to believe in a rapture to go to heaven. It's not in the Bible that you have to believe in hell as a literal lake of fire to go to heaven. It's not even in the Bible that you have to, I, just like, I mean, the sinner's prayer, all this other bull crap that we like add on to, uh, you know, if the Bible is infallible versus, you know, inerrant versus inspired, like all these things aren't necessarily specific to the Christian faith. There's really only a few, and it's love God and love others. Or if you want to go to the verse, it's like, you know, if you confess with your mouth, Jesus is Lord, believe in your heart, God raised him from the dead. Like, you know, confession and belief are kind of the core things behind faith. Like you confess, like I am a Christian or I follow Christ. Doesn't even say I'm a Christian, you know. Mm-hmm. I, am <laughs> I am a follower of Christ. Or I follow Christ's right. teachings. Yeah, I confess that Christ is is the Lord, and I, like you believe in resurrection, like those are kind of the core principles of the Christian faith, right? Uh, or you know, you you put God in the position as Lord, and you love your neighbor as yourself, and those are the two fundamental things. All this other stuff we argue about of like what is or isn't eternal life what is or isn't hell what about genesis is it short term or long term like all this other stuff is just theological fluff to satisfy our egos but i also the key word is loving your neighbor as yourself and oftentimes when people operate out of hatred or operate out of their out of their pain and hurt online or even in person then it's hard for them to love other people a lot of people that are attacking others for their beliefs, regardless of what their beliefs are, a lot of those people who are attacking, that's not love. 
because they're not able to recognize the love within themselves. They're not able to recognize the Christ in themselves. So, of course, the words that they say online are going to be hurtful and hateful. Of course, those things are going to happen because they don't even recognize the love within themselves. So, essentially, they love their neighbor as themselves because they don't love themselves. Yeah. So let's just kind of read on a little bit of like what a gentle or subtle love versus like correction and rebuke. Cause I know a lot of times that's that. And, and don't get me wrong. I understand there is a time to come to your brother and brother, sister, you know, other person in whatever you get what I'm saying. It's Jesus terminology. You get it. <clears throat> There's a time to come to someone else and be like, Hey, you're operating in something that's like not healthy. Like you need to, fix this, whatever. Most of the time, that's not theological. You know, it's not your job to convince someone whether they believe in revelation to be literal or not. Like, that's just silliness. You know, whether they pray because they look inward to see Christ in them or up to the sky to worship Sky Daddy. Like, that's, you know, whatever brings them closer to God. Like, that's not a big deal. Like, we just, we overanalyze. But anyway, so there are times like, hey, man, you should probably like, try to adjust what you're doing here because like you're operating in something that is literally and, and here it comes down to this love your neighbor as yourself well there's two commandments there really it's you have to love yourself to love your neighbor right that's kind of what you were just mm-hmm. saying well is it something that's not loving to yourself i mean you look at the 10 commandments you kind of go through them they are all summed up by love god love yourself you know or love your neighbor as yourself don't steal from your neighbor don't murder your neighbor don't lie all these things also, like, have no other gods before me. You know, the first five and the last five, like, they're kind of divided between those two things is, like, God and then man. You you can sum it all up. And so, like, there are times that you have to, like, say, hey, man, you're not loving yourself. And I think if we approached it like that, if we could use that terminology, hey, man, like, you know all of that, uh, you know, the copious amount of drugs you're doing right now, you're not loving yourself. You're not loving your neighbor because it's bringing harm to them around you, those who love you but you're also not loving yourself. It's not even that you're not honoring God. You're not honoring his creation. Well, and it also goes back to the condemnation versus conviction. The way I kind of see this as we're talking about this is condemnation uses accusatory language. Mm-hmm. You should do this or... You should not. Or you how should dare not you, yeah. or accusatory questions of are you even this? Are you even blank? Do you even, if you want to be taken seriously, then blah, 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 blah. That is condemnation. That's not conviction. Conviction says, hey, look over here. Look at the fruit of this or non-fruit of this or look at what this idea is doing or look at what these actions. It, yeah. it gives you introspection. It gives you time to think and sit and feel with things. Condemnation doesn't allow you to sit with things. It just says, hey, you should do this and full stop. Right. Well, it's the difference of like, hey, let's kind of look over there. What do you notice on the horizon versus grabbing and waving in your face and slapping you with it, you know? But let's just read a few Bible verses real quick. Proverbs 16, 24. Kind words are like honey, sweet to the soul and healthy for the body. I really like this one, Proverbs 25, 11. Like golden apples set in silver. That's a lot of good, uh, expensive things there. Golden apples set in silver is a word spoken at the right time. I love that. Proverbs 15, 23. Everyone enjoys a fitting reply. It is wonderful to say the right thing at the right time. Let's go to some New Testament stuff here. Let me scroll down. 
Matthew 12, 35, a good man brings good things out of the good stored up in him. And an evil man brings out the evil things out of the evil stored up in him. That's a mic drop. I feel like that is social, like that. that's a quote card. Like that is like, seriously, I, I feel like a lot of times as Christians specifically, we need to remember that verse when we interact online. Mm, I don't even think I need to go any further. I can go into Colossians. <laughs> God chose you to be pe- holy people, clothe no, yourself in tenderhearted mercy, kindness, humility, scripture? gentleness, patience. Uh, fruit of the spirit, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control, love is patient, love is kind, does not envy, does not boast, all of these other things. I was going to say, I think it warrants a repetition oh, I'm of going, that I'm coming back verse. to it, don't worry. <sighs> but right there, Matthew 12, 35, a good man brings good things out of the good stored up in him, and an evil man brings evil things out of the evil stored up in him. Mm. 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 That's good. That's, that's good right that's there. Good. That's good. <laughs> well, that's, uh, that wraps up this conversation. <laughs> Yeah, I actually have one more thing I want to read. I'm actually I'm pulling in some research here. Oh, by the way, that's a Jesus thing. That's not. That's what I was also kind of going to go look at here. Twelve thirty five. Scrolling down. Yes, those are Jesus's words. And it's from a tree is known by its fruit. Either make the tree good and its fruit good, or make the tree bad and its fruit bad. The tree is known by its fruit. Uh, you brood of vipers, how can you speak good when you are evil? For out of the abundance of your heart, the mouth speaks. The good person out of his good treasure brings forth good. The evil person out of his evil treasure brings forth evil. Oh, so good. So good. So good. By your words, you will be justified. By your words, you will be condemned. All of that. Very good. Like, I mean, just think about that. Like, you're, that's the power of words in and of itself right there. Then he goes on to talk about, like, the kingdom divided against itself is laid to waste. Which uh, goes back to like the schism between progressive and fundamental and all that. Yeah, for that, sure. As, as but I wanted to uh, also touch on before we wrap this episode up, and I know we need to wrap up here, but I wanted to kind of hop over to a lot of the thing that is kind of thrown at people is, oh, well, you know, the Bible says to rebuke or whatever, blah, blah, blah. Well, I just want to read Galatians 6 1 real quick just to kind of remind people what it means to do that. Uh, brothers, if anyone is caught in transgression, now, mind you, transgression is the nature of sin. This isn't, I believe, differently about uh, revelation or, hey, cardboard cutouts of a Ouija board that I'm holding in a video don't actually have authority over my life. Like, everything is what you give power. Like, well, you know, like all this stuff. I'm sorry, I'm referencing TikTok videos that we've done. If you don't know what I'm talking go about, go watch TikTok. our <laughs> TikTok videos to see exactly what I'm talking about. But Galatians 6, 1 says this, brothers, if anyone is caught in transgression, you who are spiritual, who are spiritual, I like the emphasis there, you who are spiritual, should restore him in a spirit of gentleness. Keep watch on yourself, lest you also be tempted. So, literally, what it's saying is, it's easy for you to be tempted, and I just want to kind of emphasize this here. It's not saying like, oh, lest you be tempted by their, this is the way I read this, not by their downfall or whatever. It's easy to be tempted as in it's easy for you to react out of the wrong spirit, right? React out of gentleness, not harshness, or you too have fallen into well, the same temptation. And gentle isn't that subtle. Isn't being subtle, isn't subtle love gentleness? In my opinion, yes. I mean, that's kind of the, the interchangeability mm-hmm. of the word. I mean, subtle means to be gentle i mean i mean i can look up the literal definition of subtle but i mean subtle is a it's a gentle push is kind mm-hmm. of the way i take it but uh that's that's kind of the point behind the title in in this in the way i i use it here uh delicate or precise it's a mixture delicately complex to understand yeah so i mean all of that 
being subtle is is it's skillful, clever. Uh, it is it is being well worded, and it is gentle. So not aggressive, not, not aggressive. Condem- con- condemning. Yes. So yeah, brothers, if any of you have caught up in transgression, you who are spiritual should restore him in spirit and gentleness. Keep watch on yourself, lest you too be tempted. Bear one another's burdens, and so fulfill the law of Christ. Anyway, for if anyone thinks he is something when he is nothing, he deceives himself. I don't know, we do that a lot too. <laughs> All right, I'm done. I'm done reading through that. You can go find that. It's in Galatians 6. You can go read through that for yourself. Anyway, everyone, remember, subtle love, gentle love, all of that. Annie Lane has a question that she wants to lead out with. So Actually, I have two. Oh, but, dear. Yes, two questions. Okay. So, how has God spoken to you in a subtle way? And how has God spoken to you in a random act of kindness from someone else? Mm, that's good. That's good. Do you have any you want to share now? I think a way God has spoken to me subtly is honestly... Uh, in these moments, sometimes in my in my quiet meditations, I just have these moments of like this feeling that washes mm-hmm. over me, and that's a very personable, like a personal version of how God speaks or has spoken to me subtly. Uh, there's been other times, and this may sound super like cheesy or like maybe like super stereotypical, like fall girl. I don't know, but. Sometimes I walk outside and it's just like this just like slightly crisp breeze that blows over my skin. My nerve endings are like, yes, God. It's the <laughs> that, pumpkin spice. That is, I don't even like pumpkin spice. All right. Do you have any, or you want to just wrap up? Um, well, I guess the way that God has been speaking to me in a subtle way would be just digging deeper in the past couple of months through a lot of introspection. I, I think that's the continuous message that I feel God is telling me is to just dig deeper. And yeah, I don't really know what that looks like, but just dig deeper, un- unravel these things, unbox yourself, stepping out of that. Um, the random act of kindness one, I'm still having to think about, of how God has spoken to me through somebody else. I'll have to think on that one too. Anyway, we'd love to hear your answers to those questions. Once again, you can find us at all the different places on therightclosspursuit.com. Or right now, we are still over at Nomads, a safe community for Christians to ask unsafe questions, pending possibly, we won't take down Nomads, but we'll definitely are looking at other alternatives to invest for having more intimate conversation outside of the noise of Facebook. So if you have any ideas on that as well, let us know. And with that being said, I think we're going to wrap this one up. We love you guys. Be brave. Be bold. And be reckless. We'll talk soon.